Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for the Deep Water Championship rounds. Uh, I am Mags, and with me, as always, my son Carlos. Carlos, how are you? I'm not too bad, how was yourself? Uh, tired, really, really tired. It's been a long, long few weeks. Uh, getting to the run-up though to next week's UFC uh, 254. Uh, this is uh, the third fight so far This in this kind of a fight island run. Uh, UFC fight night, Brian Ortega versus Korean Zombie. Uh, quickly run through these uh, preliminary uh, fights. So we started the... The card with uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov picking up the first round KO of Mark Striegel. Uh, then we had a, a second round KO for Maxim Griffin against uh, Ante, Ante Gulov in the lightweight division. That's a good win for Max Griffin, uh, uh, Max Griffin to be fair, in that, that division. Then we had a, a, a decision in the lightweight division where Faris Zayam picked up the, the victory against Jamie Malarka. Uh, going into the middleweight, we've got another do, uh, another decision with Park uh, Ju Young getting the the nod against John Phillips, the women's flyweight. Another decision, Gillian uh, Robertson now uh, picking up the win against Pollyanna Batelio, and then we rounded off uh, with a controversial decision. To be fair, in the lightweight division, uh, and even. Uh, uh, Guram uh, Kutaladze, after the the fight, said he felt that uh, Mateus Gamrock got robbed of that decision, and he was not happy with with his own performance, but also with the performance of the 
of the 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 judges. But then going on to the main card, we started with uh, the return of Thomas Almeida after what nearly two years out of the out of the the game with uh, injuries and stuff like that. Coming up against uh, Jonathan Martinez, who's uh, who's been on a, a, a really good run of form in uh, in the UFC, and he continued that with a, a good decision victory. And he, this was as probably as one side as far as as you're going to get until we talk about the main event. It was just um, such great octagon control by Martinez. The shots he landed really hurt uh, Almeida from from pretty much the beginning when he landed started landing the 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 kicks to the leg and you could see that uh, the welt was happening straight away on Almeida on Almeida's legs uh, it was just a just a, a great display from from uh, Martinez from round one all the way through uh, to round three he absolutely dominated the the fight against Almeida uh, really did well to control the outcome uh, Almeida's you, you, we talk about ring rust, and we spoke, we we kind of go back to Dominic Cruz's comments about how it's not a thing, and I think it more often than not it gets proved that it is a thing because Almeida has obviously been out for so long uh, and he felt almost gun shy in this fight not the Almeida that we normally like to see them uh, who who is very kind of aggressive with his shots he just didn't seem to be in this fight at all. Um, he survived uh, getting uh, getting knocked out, uh, and the last round was probably his best round. He landed a few more shots, but Martinez is just the power he has in his in his in his weapons at bantamweight is just shocking. Uh, the way he's just is is almost like a coiled spring, and when he when he snaps, you you know about it. Um, but yeah, it's a great victory for for Martinez. Uh, good decision. Uh, all the judges saw it exactly the same. Give all three rounds to to Martinez and Almeida. Only just come back and straight away and needs to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, that's it. You can't uh, you, you can't blame the guy. He came in. Uh, Looking at Jonathan, uh, he's not uh, an easy fight, even though he's a young guy, he's not an easy fight for for your first fight back, especially after a, a two-year-long um, layoff. Um, like you say, his aggression weren't there, and his timing he just wasn't there, and he, he couldn't get the timing at, at, at Jonathan. And Jonathan, four and one in the UFC now, mm-hmm. uh, which says not a bad run for a, a young fighter. Um, his game plan clearly worked. He he, he stuck to his movement. Um, listened to his coach really well. Obviously, only having one coach in his corner, which had uh, which had little to no effect on him. Which obviously we've seen um, other fighters with only one coach, and it's had a dramatic effect on their performance. Uh, being having the coaches sort of being outnumbered, but tonight Jonathan. Didn't, that didn't matter to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the one good thing that uh, that impressed me with his fight uh, was the fact that he were able to still um, hit Thomas going backwards, not only just forwards. So mm-hmm. that was a skill in his arse and all that. Him going on after this, people are going to have to look at it and go, oh, well, this, this guy is dangerous on the feet. He's, he could knock me out going forward, but he can also catch me going backwards. So that, that's good for him, a good moving forward. So well done to him. Yep. So then going from that fight, we uh, 
We enter the welterweight division and James Krause versus Claudio Silver talk about one-sided decisions and this again was 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 very very one-sided. Um, Silver's kind of unorthodox, um, almost wild a way of attacking really was his undoing for me in this part. Uh, he he leaves his chin out way too much for me and and. All the way through this fight, he's kind of like the way it was so easy to telegraph his shots because um, he would take a step forward and leave his chin out and then uh, he'd have these wild arcing swings with his shots. And James Krause pretty much over the, the, the course of three rounds had a perfect counter-punching game. He uh, he knew that shots were coming from from Silva. He was able to get out of the way and land uh, land uh, the the shots on on Silva's chin. Silva, to be fair, has a decent chin because he took some some big shots from from Kraus. But it was three rounds of of Silva. Almost it was almost like a bum fart. Uh, from Silver, where he was just looking to just to land a wild shot, and and he had no kind of technique behind it. It was really, really, it was jarring to see because Sil- uh, the fights we've seen Silver in before, he's never really acted this way. He's always been kind of like a uh, an unorthodox fighter, but not so kind of wild and like without any kind of technique. Uh, Kraus did really well to to not. F- fall into that game plan of, of, of swinging wild. He, he was very uh, efficient with his shots. Uh, he was able to land off a, a lot more combinations where Silver was looking for, for just the big hit. One thing I was really impressed with um, from Kraus is uh, he was really listening to his coaches and there was a point in the second round where he didn't hear what his coaches said so he shouted for him to say it again to make sure he got he got uh, the, the the coaching across. Really clever, especially a great use of this kind of uh, no-fan era where you, you can get coached whilst in, in the fight. Um, but yeah, going. I think uh, Silver's third round was probably his best round. I still gave all three rounds to, to Kraus. Uh, uh, yeah, it was just a, a, a very well-played counter-fighting fight for me from, from James Krause. That's it. He deserved the victory. His game plan clearly worked. Uh, he's a coach now as well, isn't he? So mm-hmm. uh, not only has he got to go in there and, and his game plan to work, he's got to go in there with the confidence of it to work for him to go back and teach his own students and going, this, this works, I've, I've proved it works myself, um, basically listen to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you, you can tell Silver is a grandfather. He, he didn't, for me, he didn't sort of know or understand how to deal with um, basically the, the, the length of James and the heart of James and like you say, he was just, mad wild swinging in the hopes to just either catch him or one of them or uh, try and set him up for a takedown which he well he, he never really got he just got counter punch like he said and Jay he did the perfect gameplay you were hit and move hit and move and hit and move and just not staying in one spot because that's all that's all Silver could have really done and that's all he was mm-hmm. basically waiting for was waiting for James to basically just stand in one single spot and James just knew from his fight level IQ which we go back to all the time and like I say him being a coach now he 
he knows the sort of stuff what he's got to look out for the dangers and and like you said going back to when he said uh, to his coach can you repeat what you said uh, that's another added benefit of obviously not fighting in front of the crowds because if he if he couldn't hear what his coach said then imagine what fighters miss the coach is saying when the arena's packed with yeah, exactly. 70,000 fans um so yeah, that's, that's just shows really not just high level, but also as well shows confidence that you. Because how many fighters who who do you actually know who would actually like? Oh, what did you say? What what would help me out? A lot of fighters mm-hmm. are arrogant. Yeah. Whereas he's clearly, even though he's he's been a fighter for years, he's a coach for fighters. He's still learning. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's still a, a good enough of a student. To, ask his coach what his coach basically told him to do. Um, but again, good game plan for him. He played it, as a lot of people might say, he, he played it a boring way, but at the end of the day, he, he played it how he needed to play it to win the fight, and that's at his age and at this level of the game, that's what you need to do. So congratulations to him for the victory. Yeah, so after that, we go into a couple of our first-round finishers. Uh, first one is in the lightweight division, Jimmy Crute and uh, Medeskas uh, Bukowskis. Um, Bukowskis started well, started off with a leg kick. Crute uh, went for, for the takedown. Uh, uh, Bukowskis attempted to uh, to defend it, but he ended up being uh, pushed up against the cage. And that's where Crute is probably is his most dangerous. Landed a couple of knees to the leg, uh, landed one to the cup. Uh, the ref ended up calling time out, uh, which meant Crew uh, lost that position. Um, they didn't really stop for, for that long, and then the, the fight was back in, in the middle of the octagon. Crew uh, landed a, a punch and a leg kick, and, and then Crew uh, just carried on kind of punishing uh, that leg. His, his shots were, were absolutely brutal. And and then uh, uh, Bacocas was trying to throw uh, leg kicks of his own. And then Crew did his uh, accommodation. They landed quite a few times. I mean, this fight only went on for a couple of minutes, but he landed the the leg kick uh, overhand right combination quite a few times, and he lands it. And th- this time, and it, and it ended the fight basically. Um, uh, Bacocas tried to like regain, got back to his feet whilst being clearly. Uh, uh, damaged by the shot and, and another punch clean to the chin which put him uh, up against the cage uh, it wasn't fully cleaned it out cleaned out but uh, the ref knew that the, the lights were on but there was nobody there uh, stops the fight Jimmy Crew wins and the and mad respect to the kid that he went and sat and uh, put his arms around uh, Modestus uh, after the fight great victory for him and, and another massive statement for, for Jimmy Crew. Oh, that's a, he's uh, he, he's in there to make a statement. He's one of my, like I said, like you said last week, he's one of my uh, favourite fighters. Uh, he's come in, he, he won his debut, took a loss, took it on the chin, went back to the gym like a man, licked his wounds and fixed what he needed to fix. And uh, this version of of Jimmy Crew is just better. He's more aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's more precise. He's his timing's on point, his skill set is getting better day in, day out. Um, and then obviously, him getting the finish the way 
he did earning the respect of Dana there and then he even got a smile out of Chimiev so that must say something if you're getting a smile out of that guy um, and then obviously his call out at the end uh, so he's not he's not afraid to to take that next step in his career yeah, but, it, but what I really liked about the Krylov call, call out was he wasn't jumping way above his station he wasn't going, oh yeah, I want top five, or I want. He was going. He was like, he knows that there's levels, and and Krylov is the next step on. Well, he knows he's got time. He knows mm-hmm. he, he, he's one of these fighters who, who still knows. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. He's still got time to, to be a world champion, so what's the point in... Being the next Sage Northcourt, despite being mm-hmm. uh, that guy who's, who's just going to get rushed to the top, and then before you know it, your confidence has just been shattered because you picked up two or three losses in a row, and you don't know how to get back on the winning ways. So it's it's a good thing for him that he's he's like you say he's able to take the next step, but he knows not to jump too far ahead of himself. So tonight, it just it just proved that. He's, his head is in the right position. Everything that he's working on in the gym is working for him. And it just goes to show other fighters who obviously take a loss and, and dwell on it. At the end of the day, you can always turn that round. Jimmy, Jimmy Crew's done it. He's, he took a loss, he's come back. He's a better fighter from this. Mm-hmm. And the, the kid's going to be a, a future world champion. He, he's, he's definitely got that mad. I mean, he took the the one loss he's got in the UFC uh, and really learned from it, and he's come back as a better fighter. Definitely. Uh, so after that, we are going to the the co-main event. Uh, Jessica Andrade uh, uh, going into the the flyweight division, looking to be the first women in uh, UFC history to have wins in three separate UFC weight classes. Um, the start of this fight, I 
I, I was just shocked at the difference in size between these these two ladies. Um, Jessica Andrade is on, obviously only five foot one, and uh, Catelyn uh, Chukagian is like five nine. So she towered over uh, Andrade, and you you would have thought that that Chukagian would have, would be able to use that heart and that reach advantage to to keep uh, Andrade at bay. We all know that Andrade's big game is. Picking people up, slamming them, and 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 getting getting the fight to the ground, uh, and Chukagin we had it was the perfect position to to kind of thwart that, but she just wasn't able to. Uh, Andrade just from pretty much the start of the fight just dominated uh, Chukagin when they are uh, able to to go into the clinch was able to drag uh, Chukagin to the ground was able to slam her when she wanted Chukagin uh, obviously with that uh, brown belt in jiu-jitsu she attempted to to go for a a couple of arm bars and leg submissions and things like that but just the the tenacity of Andrade just won the fight for her every time um, she obviously knew that she had to get in that gut in, in that pocket and was going to eat shots uh, she had a lot of uh, like, uh, knees when she was forcing uh, Chukagian up against the cage uh, but she just had no fear and uh, it kind of like threw Chukagian off a, off a game and uh, the end came pretty much when the 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 klaxon for the for the 10 seconds uh, at the end of the fight happened um she andrade landed a, a shot to the gut and you could see it was it, you could see it, it definitely hurt either the liver or the kidney because uh Chukagin turned her back on her opponent to to kind of run away uh, you could see her wincing and screaming in pain and andrade smelled blood she went in. Uh, she wasn't kind of like overly uh, eager. Well, it, it's hard to, to put into words, but she wasn't. She didn't bum rush in uh, and and throw a while. She was very very clever with how she did it. She she knew that uh, uh, Kagan was going to defend a, a, a liver and a kidney, so she opened her up by hitting uh, a couple of punches to the face, knowing that then. Chukagin would have to defend that and then land in the sweet uh, kind of like hook to the to the gut. Chukagin went down, ref stopped the fight, five seconds of the first round to go and Jessica Jordan has entered a new division, took out the number one contender and she has got to be in line for a Shevchenko fight, surely to God. You, you can't, no, one, one, you come into a new division, uh, you've already been the champion of one division and mm-hmm. you're the first female fighter to fight in over three weight classes and the first to win uh, yeah and the first to win you that's saying something uh she's got to be next in line for the title shot the the one thing that surprised me with caitlin is the fact is she didn't seem to care about letting jessica get into guard as, uh, as such and getting into clinch work it's like she was just relying on her Brownwell BJJ to just be so much better than hers mm-hmm. that she wouldn't have to worry about keeping her at distance, keeping her away. So it, it just looked like, to my, I say my personal opinion, it just looked like she she didn't she hasn't worked on that because she's worked on just the bits of a stand up, probably more of a ground game, just in case if it does go to the ground, which you can tell she has with uh, some of the setups she was trying to do, but. Jessica was just a little bit more advanced to 
let herself go into silly positions and, and basically face the consequences of it. Um, she's been champion before, so she knows what it takes and she knows what and what not to do. Obviously, taking out the account of when she got a face beating from Weili Zhang, that's obviously a totally different story. But um, she went in there, like you said, she, after the body shot, she just knew it were over. Uh, once you scream in pain like that, and body shots are horrible, once you yeah. take the body shot, they are, they are honestly just one of the worst things you can take, probably, is, is just a clean body shot and then. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's one of them as well, like, it's so hard to hard. You can have a, a, as good of a game face as you want. Like, once you take a good body shot, you're like, yeah. oh, fuck it, shit. <laughs> I can't, you, you just can't, you just can't hard it. So it's it's easy for a fighter like Jessica to just, oh, I've hurt you, right, well, I'm, I'm going to jump on you. But then, like you pointed out, how she wasn't reckless or careless of it. A couple of fights ago, this sort of Jessica probably would have been reckless with it. She mm -hmm. probably just would have stormed in, probably ended up gassing herself out and punching herself out, trying to finish her. She knew that Caitlin would, would have protected uh, her abdominal area. So what what's the key thing to do is, well, you don't attack that area, you attack up top. If you attack up top, they're going to let the abdominal area free. So she, Jessica did that, like you said, one or two shots and then perfect, bang, near enough a body uppercut. Mm -hmm. And then the fight, they said the fight were over and there's your next title contender out there. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I, would, I would not put put it past Jessica to be a double champion. Uh, well, not a double champion, but a champion in two divisions because that Jessica was a smart... Um, very measured fighter, and and especially coming off like the the kind of fights where she she goes all in and kind of leaves herself open to attack. She was very very intelligent. Like in I said, well, not just only that. The fact is, she did it over someone who's got a lot of got a he's a lot taller than her, mm -hmm. and he's got a much bigger reach fancy than her. And you, and as a normally as a a very very good. Uh, not only ground game, but but uh, uh, striking game. Exactly, it just gives you sort of confidence. Well, if I were um, Jessica, it sort of gives me confidence going into that fight against Shevchenko, knowing yeah. that I've just been able to do that against rank number one in that division. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's get into the fact that that this whole card was built around. You could have had literally bum fights all the way on the card and this is the fact that that meant something the the grudge match between Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega and it just didn't come off how, how people thought it would um yeah uh, Brian Ortega picked up the the uh decision victory so so dominant what a great fight I mean we, we talk about Almeida taking time off and uh, and and having ring rust Brian Ortega had to take a lot of time off uh, and he had a lot of uh, injuries to deal with but he's come back a, a much more rounded fighter such a good the same amount of time off as well yeah, so. yeah. such a good fighter uh, uh, 
I would say, can we know Korean Zombie as someone who who has only one direction? He goes forward and he goes on the attack. Um, but Ortega had just—he just dominated every single round of this fight. His shots were crisp. Uh, his uh, his grappling were, was was on form, and for someone who, who's kind of game is based around grappling, he did well to stand and bang with uh, with uh, Korean Zombies. Oh just showing him he could beat him at his own game. Uh, Kareem Zombie just didn't seem in this fight at all. He just... He, he was gunshot. He was very, very gunshot. I think he was waiting for uh, uh, the opportunity to, like, like uh, Dan Hardy said on the, on the commentary, he's waiting for the opportunity for the perfect shot, and that shot didn't come. Now Ortega didn't land the perfect shot, but he landed a hell of a lot of shots. Uh, he he really damaged uh, Ortega. Uh, he really damaged uh, Korean Zombie. The 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 best that Korean Zombie had, I felt, was in the second round. I felt he he kind of turned up his game a little bit, but even even then, it took one move from Ortega to to win that round when he hit the hit the Chris Jericho Judas effect and and, and knocked uh, Korean Zombie down. In in the third, he just turned up up the 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 fire again. And Ortega was hitting body kicks, leg kicks, shots to the face. In the fourth round, we saw where he, he landed. Um, it, it almost looked like a clash of heads, but then you can also see the, the shots to the face when uh, when uh, Ortega uh, rushed uh, Korean Zombie to the, to the cage. Uh, he busted uh, Zombie open, and that, w- that was really distracting, and the ref... Uh, called the doctor in to see if uh, the fight could continue the fight did continue we got to the end of the the fifth round uh but this was as much of a, a dominant fight as you're gonna see uh for a long time in in the ufc uh ortega just absolutely he tore uh korean zombie apart um in in ground game in attacks just a great victory and ortega should surely be looking at at this kind of like uh, fight against the the champion Volkanovska. Well, that's it. You you probably couldn't argue the case, could you? But uh, well, uh, Brian, you you can't take it away from him. Uh, I'll give it to him as well. A lot of people were expecting him to come and just try and grapple, but I'll give it to him. He he did not try and initiate the the grappling, and when he did. It was only when the zombie sort of either got a bit weak or sloppy and messed mm-hmm. up and it was just an easy opportunity for Brian to take, which, like I said, in that sense, in this level of game, you've got to be sensible about this sort of stuff. If you can finish your fight by doing that, finish your fight because it's only going to give you and make, going to make you look better and only going to give you the opportunity to move on and advance to the next position. Unlike your opponent, who's then going to get knocked down back down the cherry tree picking. So he, after the the time off, after the surgery, after the loss to Max, has clearly made him a better fighter. Clearly, he's opened up his his stand up game. We already know that he was a good boxer anyway, but mm-hmm. his head movement is more on point. You can tell his his footwork. The fact is, he can not just get in and out, but he's not always. Once he's once he's sort of out, he'll stay out a little bit before he goes back in. Whereas if you sort of sim with Max, 
he weren't really moving around a lot and when he were Max were cutting him off and getting the right angles and it was just falling for the same stuff near enough for the full like uh, four rounds and in this fight it was just totally different he he was the Max in this situation yep. and Zombie was him um, and like you say Zombie were just gun shy he didn't and I said this, this fight could either go one or two ways it could either be a boring little slap and dodge for five rounds or it could be a slugfest and it were one part a, a slugfest and one part of just it, opposite fighters yeah. yeah opposite fighters so it, it was sort of like it's a miss where what's actually going to happen and you can't blame uh, Ortega for for not trying to finish the fight he was trying to finish the fight and even Zombie he was trying to finish on certain occasions it's just like you said he was gun shy he wasn't wanting to go forward and I think it was something to do with like the, the mind games it must have been like obviously Ortega coming out with the Mexican music and the Mexican flag which mm -hmm. I personally have never seen him do before now he's going back to Zombies one of his last losses to Rodriguez who's Mexican and then beat him and has got a record for one of the latest stoppages with an elbow now not only did he do that I think it was in this what were it second or third round where he caught him with near enough the exact same elbow yeah. that so that's somewhat well he caught him at the end of the fifth as well like very near the end of the fight yeah so all, the, all that sort of shit adds up it's going to be like fuck I've been knocked out by that, that. Mm -hmm. and it's just he was just falling for this he was, he was falling for the same stuff and he was not trying to fix anything there and then and especially when he was going back to his corner like obviously I don't speak Korean so I ain't gonna fucking clue what they were saying but you can tell that when he was first of all he were when he were hurt when he were gassed out when he just needed to breathe his coaches and his team were rubbing his ass rubbing his back they, they, oh, I don't even know what they were saying but you can tell that they were telling him technique or telling him what to do and what not to do and it was just like you need to back up a second you need to just Take a fucking step back and and just say zombie, breathe. Yeah. Just before you do, I'll just breathe. Just take, get your breath back, lad. Right now, go out there. Right now, get in. Right now, you focus. Right now, let's try and change something up and win this fucking fight. And I think his coaches didn't help him. Every single time we were going back, and he was already a bit dazed from taking getting punched in face and getting elbowed in face. And when you've got one coach here and one coach there, and you've got a guy back here and. You've got a cut man there telling you, oh, it's pretty face it was, like, oh, can you just do this? Can you? You, got, you, you just feel like telling you, oh, you, can you all fuck off? I'm in a fight. It's, so it does it does get to you. So I don't think he's, he's corner uh, helped him out in that sense, but that's not taking any, anything away from Brian Ortega and um, he's corner. He's he, the other rivalry and he came and said what he was going to do. He said he was going to embarrass him, and it, it, that's exactly what he did. He he could have easily, at every single point, tried to initiate and take it to the ground, and he stayed on the feet, which, and I'm glad he did, because a lot of people were were sort of pissing me off with the metaphor of, oh, if they go to the ground, he's just going to, he's just going to fuck him up. If this stays on, on the feet, a zombie's just going to fuck him up, and, I knew that weren't the case because, like I said, they were both equally matched. The first takedown Brian Ortega went to go go for, got stuffed. Mm -hmm. Proof there. 
Well, not as easy as you thought. And then obviously on the feet, who were the first ones to get dropped? Zomba. I think it's easy to forget that these guys are elite level fighters and uh, you get to this kind of level, you need to be well-rounded in, in, in all aspects of the game. Exactly. You can you, you just tell how, thick, how like, fickle some fans are, like, how quickly people can forget exactly what people can do. and You can understand obviously the commentary don't help it, but obviously it's their job to harp up that these fighters and stuff yeah. like that. But you know yourself, Dan Arder in DC... Do not believe for one second that Zombie can't hang on the ground with Ortega or Ortega can't hang on the feet with Zombie. You know that them two believe that them all day. Mm-hmm. They've just got to say this sort of stuff to, to harp them up because Ortega is this black belt Gracie Jiu-Jitsu specialist who can tap anybody out. And then obviously Zombie is this Korean zombie who nobody can finish. He's an absolute zombie on the feet. Which, again, not the case, but had potential to be an amazing fight. Didn't really pull off that well, but congratulations to, to Brian. And what can you say? He, after that sort of performance and with what's going on in the, in the featherweight, what could he get a title shot off this? Or well, I, I think could he get a rematch? Confirmed that this fight was was in a one contender fight, so that was fair enough. Then. He's definitely got Volkanovski next, uh, but that should be a good fight. Uh, but the reason why we're having this uh, four week stint on Fire Island uh, comes up next week. Uh, an early early recording for us. We're we're quite happy about that. Uh, the prelims start at half past three in the afternoon here for us. Uh, We've got um, the the very hyped uh, Umar Nurmagomedov coming in, uh, Khabib's cousin for his uh, UFC debut. Do you think he looks like me when I shave my head? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. One of, the, <laughs> but, one of my mates, Tom, he tagged me in a post and he, he, he put, I didn't know you fought for UFC. Yeah, I looked at him like, that's a double look like, is that a picture of me? I'm like, shit, no, it's his cousin. Yeah, well, he... he Mecky's debut comes in at 12 and all, I think, so there's a lot of heart behind him. Um, then on the the, the, the the recorded prelims, we've got one of Carlos' favourite fighters, Smiling Sam Alvey, uh, against Young uh, Dion, uh, Alex Avera against uh, Shavvat Rachmanov, uh, Stefan Struve against Tartavaz is the, the featured prelim, and then the main card is just the fight on fight on fight, Anklia versus Kutu Laba. Cynthia Calvillo against Lauren Murphy, uh, Alexander Volkov against Walt Harris, Robert Whitaker in the core main event against Jared uh, Cannonier, and then uh, main fight, the fight that we've been looking forward to for so goddamn long, uh, Habib Nurmagomedov taking on Justin Gaethje, probably Habib's hardest fight. Um, people have kind of wrote off Gaethje's... Uh, as a just having a puncher's chance, but I don't think that's true. I think this this could be a very very hard day at the office for Habib. Um, so yeah, could check in next week to find out what we think about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. Follow Carlos here at Kirby underscore Carlos. Uh, follow Visionaries Global Media, The Chair Shot, and uh, Shooting the Sports Ish. Thank you all for listening. And that is the end. Adios, amigos. TheChairShot.com Always 
use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.